Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Today, I want to talk about how he unveils and reveals to us, to us. So bump your neighbor and say, to you. All right, just get them up. Wake them up. All right, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 33. So would you stand for the reading of God's word as we set the stage of where we're headed today with the message? How many are ready to hear God's word today? All right. All right. Exodus chapter 33, verse 7 says, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrance to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, They all stood and worshiped, each at the entrance of their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Say, God, speak to me with your word. Change me from the inside out. We love you, Father, and we trust you. Amen. You may be seated. A little background on this story. We have Moses, who was an insecure, stuttering man who was called to do something great. How many have ever felt insignificant when God calls you to do something significant? I know I've been there when God calls me to something and I'm like, God, did you get the right number? You know, I, I wonder if you're coming through the clouds and, you know, and if you missed it by one door. Uh, sometimes I feel insignificant. And this is where we find Moses is that he was this insignificant. He met God with God, you know, calling him to greatness. He met him with the excuses. How many have ever done that with God? God calls you to something. You're like, but God, I got a lot of things that need to get in order. So, and then Moses gets this revelation from God that he's going to free his people. So now Moses is leading these people through the wilderness, and they are, they are out in the wilderness, and all these signs and wonders are taking place. But we find Moses as the leader out front that is always setting a place to meet with God. Now Moses knew something. He knew he wasn't going to be able to do this alone. How many know that we can't do this journey alone? We can't. We need God. We need his voice. And this is what Moses was doing. He set up a tent. And he called it the tent of meeting. So everywhere he went, he looked for a place for his tent. Now, do we have any campers in the room? Any people who like camping? Okay, not glamping, not like taking a trailer with air conditioning and TV and all that stuff. I mean like in a tent, camping. Still? Yes? Okay, awesome. Praise God for you. Um, Me too. I love camping. It's funny, though, because, you know, more and more I ask people, like, you want to go camping? They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, we got a tent. I'm like, wait, tent? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, that's what camping is. 
you know. Anyways, but we used to love camping. Um, we don't do so much, you know, because we haven't got to the wilderness in a bit. You know, we've been city people. So we're looking for a space to set up our tent. But back in the day, there was, it was big time. We'd go to these campgrounds and to the woods and just find a space to camp. One thing I learned about camping, and this is what you should know, too, if you ever want to go camping, where you place your tent is super important. Now, you can try to just place it anywhere. Just throw it up. Just be like, ah, that's good. But you will find when you lay your head down to rest at night, that it matters where you place the tent. There have been times where we're laying in the tent, and all of a sudden I'll be like, ooh, there's a rock right there, right there on my back. And then there's been times where we, get, where we lay down, and all of a sudden a stick poof, pops me in the head. Because it matters where you are. So, man, when I started to learn how to place my tent, I started looking around for a flat surface. Like, all right, where's a good place? This looks like a good place. And then I'd look around for brush and move all the sticks and move all the rocks and, and anything that was in the way of my comfort as I laid there because I know that this was going to be a place where I dwelled. And I could just picture Moses out there in the wilderness when they all come to camp. They're like, all right, this is good. This is where we're going to stay for the night. And Moses is looking around saying, all right, I need a place to meet with God. Where am I going to meet? So he's looking for a flat surface, right? A place with no, nothing in the way. Because if anything's in the way, it hinders the experience you're going to have in that meeting. Okay? It's going to hinder everything you have in that place uh, for your encounter with that experience. And so we find Moses, and he's, he's pitching his tent, right? And, and I was thinking about it because... Moses was a leader who saw something before it happened. And so he was with God, and you know the whole story with the burning bush, and God called him, and he's like, whoa, me? All this stuff. So he had an encounter, but God showed him a freed people while they were in slavery. Kind of reminds me of Martin Luther King when he had a dream of no more slavery, when he had a dream of people of all colors being able to hang out together. Today, we are sitting in a church that is the outcome of that dream. Isn't that amazing? We don't have to worry. We don't have to look at the door and make sure no one's looking because we're together. We were just having a conversation in the car the other day about Martin Luther King because the kids are learning at school. Of course, this is the weekend that we celebrate him and honor him. But we were talking about it. And we started going into the reality of what it would be if Martin Luther King never made that, that declaration, never made that move happen. And we were talking about, and, and the kids started clicking. And they were like, wait, so I couldn't be friends with, we we're like, no. Wait, Miss Kirby couldn't be my teacher? No. Wait, this person couldn't come to our church? No. We started putting the dots together that if he hadn't stood up, if he hadn't made a move, if he hadn't seen the dream before it happened, we wouldn't be standing in this reality. We wouldn't be able to do what we do. We wouldn't be able to enjoy the freedom that comes in that. And we find Moses in that same place of seeing the dream, knowing it before it even happened. But what we do today affects our tomorrow. What you do today affects what's coming tomorrow. What you do in this moment, what Martin Luther King did back then, now affects everything we do now. It affects us. 
And so we have to think about it like that. In 2020, this is a year that you are going to experience God in such a new way. But it's not going to be because you have a cool word for your year. Come on, somebody. Or you found a really good, you know, Pinterest board with all the things that go along with, oh, my word, this is my year. And so you have this phenomenal, all these sayings that you say. Everybody that asks you how's your year, oh, it's going so good because my year is full. And so full of life, full of everything, full of energy, full, full, full. I'm full, you know. It's like, how are you doing? Full, you know. That's not it. And that's good to define your year, but it's not the reason that you're going to step into this abundance of God's experience and encounter in your life. It's when we get intentional about the little things, the, the things that need to be in place so that we can see the dream. So Moses, we find Moses, and he was one of the greatest leaders of the Bible, and he was finding a place for the tent of meeting, for the tent of meeting. He, he was finding a place where he could go with God. He, he wanted to make sure that he had a space to, to get. And I love the scripture says Moses pitched a tent outside the camp some distance away. I want to talk today about our God time, about our tent of meeting, and ask you the simple question that you can kind of think through as we talk today. Where is your tent of meeting? Where's your place where you meet with God? Now, we find Moses here, and he just put high priority on it. Everywhere that they went, he wanted to make sure that he found a space to meet with God. And so he had this space that he would go to, but it was some distance away from the camp. When you meet with God, you need a place where you can hear only his voice. Because there are some voices that might distract or might get in the way of you hearing God clearly. And Moses was no dummy. He said, I know these people. I know life. I know how life works. And if, you're, if you've been around for a little bit, you know how life works too. As soon as the world gets up, now you are under their voice, right? Because now all of a sudden you have all these things shouting at you. You got the emails ringing in. You got the phone going off the hook. You got text messages. You got people's agendas. You got things that you're answering to. And so Moses knew this, and he said, I got to have a place away. I got to have a place that's a distance away that I can just encounter God's voice. Because he understood something. When you hear his voice, it gives you a filter to handle all the other voices that come at you. But if the first, ver- if the first voice that you hear is the voice of the world around you, then all of a sudden your filter for the day, your filter for everything else is going to be through that chaos and that filter of everything pulling at you. Have you ever felt like that where your day just takes off and it's like, I don't know what happened. I'm just, I'll, I'm just being led by my day, you know? It's like it just gets started. I'm like, okay, where are we going today? What are we doing today? And it's like you didn't have any time to like really mentally prepare and like get yourself set and in and, and, and the way that you need to go. And then you can handle your day. I mean, I know that uh, in, in my life, I need my God time. Like, if I don't have my God time, if I don't have my tent of meeting time where I'm just with the Father and he speaks into me, I can be a very unpleasant person to be with. It's true. It's very true. Ask my wife. She knows. And I can be a a person that I don't want to be or intentionally be, and sometimes we don't intend to be the people that we're coming off as. Why are you so cranky? Why are you so tired? 
why are you so this? Why are you so that? And, and sometimes we can come off like, oh, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I'm just, you know, having a crazy day. I'm having a craziness. But can I tell you, if you're grounded in the voice of God, all of the voices are filtered through his voice. If you set yourself up to hear him first, to hear him first, to really plug in, say, God, I need your voice, and it becomes a filter for everything else that comes into your life. I truly believe that um, that's so powerful because even we see Jesus when he was with his disciples and doing miracles, and he was the son of God. I mean, he was the greatest, you know, man to ever walk the earth. And we find Jesus even everywhere they went, he went alone to be with the Father. There's something about being alone with him. That, that, that time and space where you set apart to say, it's just me and the king. It's just me and Jesus. It's just me and him. I want to set my gaze on him. I want him to speak to me. I want him to talk to me because he knows best. And it's beautiful when you see that. And, and it's, it's beautiful because, you know, we always think, like, what, what is the priority? Why? And, and sometimes... As human beings, and I was reading about this because I'm really engaged in this. This is so interesting to me that us humans were built and wired to put out fires. Have you found this to be true in your life where you put out fires all the time and you love, I don't know about you, but I love to be needed. Like if I'm needed, if someone needs me, it feels real good. Anybody else in the room? Can I, can I have some friends? All right, cool. All us needy, needed people, right? So <laughs> we need to be needed, <laughs> But it's crazy how we're wired as human beings to, like, put out fires. And they say that's one of the biggest things that keeps you back from actually accomplishing things in life is putting out so many little fires that you never accomplish the big things in life. Can I tell you that this meeting with God is the big rock in your life? It's the big rock. It's the thing that, if not in place, is very hard to fit in later. Do you know those big rocks? Those big things that's like, oh, we need a new car. That's a big rock. Oh, man, didn't save, did you? Ooh, that's a big rock to fit in now. But if you're doing the, the big things early on, and that's, that's how some of us get to, is, you know, I've been there where I'm like, I'm not tuned in, I'm not plugged in, and all of a sudden, life happens, and I need God right then. Oh, God, I need you. And it's not based on a foundation of always hearing him, of always being in grounded place. I love it because when we had um, something happen in our family a while ago, uh, you know, it was a very hard time for our family, and, and someone was, like, always in the hospital, you know, and, and it was it's just that season of our life where it seemed like it was Zion, and it was Ashley, and it was just nonstop. And somebody asked us, like, what are you doing to stay strong in this time? And honestly, I just said, I'm doing the thing I've always done. Because if you're always in his, in his presence and you're always hearing his voice, then nothing needs to change when the chaos comes. You just do the things you know to do. You have the tent of meeting, and it's always outside the camp. And you know exactly where it's at. And you've moved all the distractions, all the things that are going to get in the way. <laughs> I remember when I first started my God time, and I would get in that place, and all of a sudden my phone would still start going off, right? And I'm like, oh, check that. Oh, man. And it led somewhere. Y'all know about that? You know how your phone leads somewhere? You start off by just checking the text real quick, and all of a sudden you see that notification on your email. It's like, oh, I'll just check that real quick. Let's make sure it's nothing important. Then you check the email, and all of a sudden you see the Instagram little thing go off. You're like, oh, someone likes some. I need to know who likes me. So you click on it, right? <laughs> you know the trail? And it's like you find yourself distracted, 
And I finally found out about myself, I can't take electronics into my God time, right? I have my iPad and I turn off the notifications. I need a, a pen and paper. I'm old school, man. I love to journal. Uh, I didn't used to. I do now because it's, it's become one of my favorite books to go back and read. It's all the highlights of my life. It's all what God spoke over my life. And so I love to get back in there and, and read it. But I learned that I need to remove the stick right, of my phone, or I need to remove the rock of something that's going to distract me and take me out of that space of hearing God, because I know his voice is what grounds me. His voice is what settles me, and so once I hear his voice, come at me, boy. Come at me, girl. Bring all your issues. Bring them all. I can handle them everything. Kids wake up sick. It's all good. Daddy had Jesus time, you know, Wake up in a bad mood. It's all right. I'm going to handle this house and this culture because I got grounded in the voice of God. How many want to be grounded for what comes at you? This is a year of unveiled wonder. And in, in order to unveil who he is, we have to first know who he is. We have to be grounded in who he is. It's the most important meeting of your day. Um, and I know this, too, to be true, that what you don't prioritize becomes minimized, right? What we don't prioritize in our life becomes minimized. And sometimes we even treat that with, with our time with God. Um, and I hope, this, I hope this talk is encouraging to you. I, I hope this doesn't come off as uh, con condemning or convicting. Like, I hope that the Holy Spirit is convicting you, but I, I pray that this is an encouraging message because this is going to change the trajectory of your year. If you get this right, if you put this big rock in place, I promise you, Everything else, because the Bible promises it. It's one of the principles. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and then all these things will follow you. But if you're not seeking him first, then you're seeking the stuff, you're always going to be chasing stuff, always. And it's never going to be enough, never going to be enough. No matter how much you get, it's never going to be enough. Self-help, 12 steps to this, all this freeing of this. I'm telling you, if you seek him first all the things follow you. And the beauty is you not only get the things, you get all that's in his presence. The fullness. Fullness of joy, fullness of strength, peace. It's all in him. And I love that. But it's the big rock. It's the big rock. So a question to ask yourself, what's your place, what's your time, and what's your plan? Those are the three things. You got to get your place. Where's your place? What, what place? And Moses always looked for a place outside of the camp. For me, I know my family, we need to start our routine at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock on the dot, I need to get everybody up. They need to get out of bed because the kids got to brush their teeth and eat breakfast and get dressed, get their hair done, and that takes a long time. So we need to make sure it starts at 7 because we got to get out the door at 7. So I know that. So my big rock, my place and my time is I need to wake up before them so I can be distance, right? Because if you try to do it in the middle of chaos, the middle of the day, it's hard. It's hard to be, like, right on. It's hard to be, like, plugged in because I know that there will be a lot of other voices that are calling my name. So I make sure to do it before the chaos, before everything wakes up. So I set my alarm, right, comes on. I get up. My place is my couch downstairs. Now, for a while there, I was a nomad. I, had, I didn't know where my place was because we were moving, and we didn't have a couch, y'all know. We were moving in the middle of that. We got rid of our couch, and so we didn't have a couch. So we were couchless, 
And so I was looking for a place, so I just sat on the ground. Okay, I was a nomad. But now I have a couch. So now I know my place. I have my blanket. I know my place. I have my journal ready for me. I have all the things in order. That's my place. You got to find your place. Where's your place? Where's your time where you meet with the king? Where it's like a non-negotiable in your schedule. Like, this is, this is the big rock that's going to set all the other rocks in motion. This is the big thing that if you put this in place, all other things are going to flow. Now, is life going to be beautiful, rainbows and unicorns as Ande and Alondra will tell you that it should be? No, it's not. It's not going to be rainbows and it's not going to be unicorns. But the solid rock that you place your life upon will be able to help you handle all that comes your way. So you got to get your time in place. And then I always say, you got to get your flex plan. You got to get your flex plan. Okay. And why I say that is you can get your plan. You'd be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You need to get a plan. Don't come in planless. Okay. But the beauty is the king always brings the meal. So you don't know exactly what you're getting into every meeting. <laughs> Takes a lot of pressure off you. But you, you bring a plan like, hey, I'm going to go through this book. I'm going to read this devotional. I'm going to study this scripture. But there'll be times where I'll show up, I'll be reading a scripture, and all of a sudden that scripture will hit me hard. I'll be like, okay, spirit, you're in that scripture. I need to dive into that. What are you saying? And I'll just study that scripture the whole time. Because he brought the meal, right? I just show up. I'm preparing a way. I'm making my tent, and I get in my tent. And then the Bible says, then the cloud came down once he was in the tent. Once you're in that space, the glory of the Lord can be revealed to you. Once you're in that place of intently listening and, and journal open saying, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? And we have avenues, right? So you get a book or something like that. But then God might take you on a trail and say, hey, this is what I want to speak to you right now. It might not be, you might not get through that book too quick because you might be stuck in the first paragraph, you know? Because I, I can't get past it. What is God speaking to me in this? So get a flex plan. Be able to be flexible, Okay. That's easy for me. I'm, I'm good to be flex. Some people, you know, they just can't. It's hard. But you got to know that God is the God who loves you dearly. And though you may, you know, plan out, hey, this is what I'm going to do, God might have a new plan for you because he knows exactly what you need to know and when you need to know it. Amen? It's true. God knows exactly where you are. And so when you create that moment, you create that foundation in, in Jesus, and that foundation sets everything else up for success. But the biggest thing that is so important of why you do this, because when, in order to know who you are, you must talk to the one who wrote your story. In order to know your story, right, who you are and where you're going and your destiny, you must first talk to the one who wrote it the one who designed you, the one who placed all things in your path. And the Bible says that he knit you together in your mother's womb. Like he put all these things to be for you. I remember uh, just this, this week, actually, saying I remember like it was years ago. Just this week, our, uh, our last week, actually, two weeks ago, our grill stopped working. So we moved it over, and this was a staple in our house. I mean, this grill is incredible. It's a smoker. It's one of those electric smokers, and I love it. It makes everything taste good. And so when this didn't work, I was like, what the jazz, right? That's not, that's not okay. So I started YouTubing. How many, are, how many else are good at YouTube studying? Okay, I do a lot of YouTube studying. So I watched this video, and it said that it might be the igniter. So I'm like, okay, cool. Amazon that thing. It's in two days. I'm ready to go. So yesterday, I finally had a day. I was like, all right, I'm going to fix this grill. 
get in, get in and get out. Let's do this thing. Let's get some, some veggies grilling, right? Because we're doing the dance fast. So I'm like, let's get some veggies on that thing and grill them up. It's going to be so good. So I put the igniter in. Same issue. I'm like, what? What? But the YouTube video told me, you know, your source, the YouTube video was always right. It wasn't right. I got the wrong one. So I'm frustrated, and it's a couple, three hours in. I'm like, man, this isn't working. I'm, I'm kind of like, at the end, I'm like, oh, man, this is And I think to myself, wait, why don't I call the company of the grill? Doesn't that make sense? But no, I had to go to YouTube. So I called the company, Pit Boss. Pit Boss, I love you. I'll give you a shout-out if you're watching. I called the lady, and she was really nice, and I told her my situation, and she said, what about your pellets? <laughs> what are you talking about pellets? What do you mean pellets? This isn't a pellet issue. My grill is not working. She said, no, I think it's your pellets. I was rolling my eyes like, mm-mm. But I was like, okay, let's check that. Let's check the pellets. Guarantee it's not it, but let's check it, you know. So I took out all the pellets. She showed me how to do all that, and we put new pellets in. And that thing fired up like that. I was like, girl, I love you. Thank you. And all of a sudden, my grill worked properly. And sometimes we come to God, and we're like, God, my issues, here they are. And he, in that moment of intimacy with him, he can point out the things. But if we don't go to the creator who created us, he knows us best. And see, when I turned to other things, I was turning to YouTube and be like, hey, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And nobody knew exactly what's up because they didn't design it. They didn't create it. But when I went to the creator, pointed out just like that, it's probably the pellets. And in our lives, when we come to Jesus, he's like, hey, this little issue. God, are you sure? That little issue? But everything's not working, God. But when you come to him and you hear his voice and he speaks over your season like, hey, this little thing. I think the pellets have had some moisture in them. Or I think you, you allowed that little thing to get in and creep in into your life. So I want to help you. I want to get you back on track. Because all it's going to take is some new pellets. And all of a sudden, you're back and firing up. You're back to going. You're back to cooking. You're back to going. But it comes from that intimacy with that moment with God. I want to I talk about um, Haggai chapter 2, verse 6. And these closing moments because I feel like God today um, wants to encounter us in this room. And I feel like God is going to show up and encounter you in a, in a huge way. And so I want to give some time for that. But I want to talk about Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 through 9. Because it, it talks about how the glory of the Lord... It's the Lord talking. He says, Lord Almighty says, in a little while, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth, season the dry land. The gold is mine, the silver is mine. In this house, I will fill it with glory, right? And then I want to skip down because in verse 9, it says, the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. The, the glory of this house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Now, you got to know who he's talking to. You know, we're talking about Solomon's temple. And they were building this temple for the sole purpose of hosting the presence of God. That's what it was built for. Just to meet with God. Just to come and have meeting with him. It's the tent of meeting. I'm just saying, God was saying about this space, 
I am going to shake the heavens and the earth, season the dry land. I'm going to fill that place with my glory. Why? He was so pleased when Moses set apart a tent to say, God, this is a place just for you and me. When I get in this space, I just want to meet you. That's my top priority. And God looked at it and said, I'm pleased with that. And let his glory come down like a cloud. And he would meet with him face to face. When you set priority to say, Jesus, I need to meet with you. I need to have an encounter with you to unveil who you are. Because when you unveil who you are, now I can unveil it to the world. Now I can bring your, your heaven down to earth. But it takes us being intentional about setting those big rocks in place to make sure that we meet with God. And I believe with all my heart that this year is going to be a year where you see God's glory be revealed greater than when you saw it last year, greater than when you saw it when you were younger, when you're at that one youth conference, when you're at that one retreat, and God was moving in you so big. I believe that God is going to move in you this year more than that year because you're going to get intentional about the tent of meeting. It's that space to say, God, I've built you a place. I've built you a place. And I want to encourage you today. Because sometimes we can be super intentional, right? We have the great intentions of this is your, it's going to be my best year. And I'm going to work out. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to meet with God. I'm going to read 29,000 books, you know, in one month. It's going to be awesome. And you have all these goals and intentions, which, which are really good. They're really good. But intention without its most important partner, action, equals nothing, right? But when you get intention plus action, you get outcome. And that's what this is. It's saying, God, I want to place you on the throne of my life. I want to make you Lord over everything. How you do that is you have his voice first in the tent of meeting. Say, God, I want to meet with you. I want to meet with you. And in that space, he can look at you and say, my child, I love you so much. I put all these things inside of you. I made you like this. I made you desire those things and like these things. And, and all these little quirks I gave you, they're for a reason too. And he can point out and show you who you are. And that moment when you meet with the king, you're face to face with the creator who not only created you, but created your destiny to walk into. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.